Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! I hope everyone's enjoying Crazy Train Podcast with yours truly, Jasmine Saint Clair. So one of my favorite podcasters is Chrissy Mayer. Obviously, I mean she's like one of the prettiest girls in podcasting, and she speaks her mind like Friday Night Tights. Wet Spot, The Chrissy Mayer Show. She really knows how to do it. And she has so many things out there on the internet. Like she has her YouTube channel. And it's like booming. I don't know what the secret to her success really is. But whatever it is, it works. Anyway, let's welcome to the show, Chrissy Mayer. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chrissy. I'm so excited to see you. But I think I'm more excited about... I went on Twitter and then I see this thing coming to Turning Point USA AmFest 2023, Chrissy Mayer. That is so cool. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. I It really happened so quickly. I've never been to one of these Turning Point events. Um, I've been to a few other types of conventions. Like I've been to MegaCon a couple different times. I've been to... Uh, uh, this medical freedom convention a couple years ago called the truth about cancer, which is probably the most similar type thing that I have been to. And that's where I met Roger Stone. Um, but that was more on like the, uh, crunchy, healthy side of things. Like people who are, uh, the, the sort of anti jab crowd was all there. Cause that was in 2021. So that was, that was a fun time. And this is going to be like decidedly, more of a, a political scene. So we'll see. I hope it's fun. You'll have fun. I went to a few of those before, by the way, the one in Newport Beach, and you're going to have a really good time. And Charlie Kirk's an amazing person, like everything he's doing for the movement. And of course, I don't really talk politics on here, but it just it comes up anyway, because everyone knows I've had a shortage of guests because I forgot, oh, I'm a conservative. That's why you don't want to come on my show. So it's been a challenge. It's so retarded, though. Uh, what are you doing at Amfest? Are you doing comedy? Are you going to meet Roseanne Barr? That's the goal. The goal Ooh. is to just simply uh, meet Roseanne. And uh, I'm going to see if she can agree for me to just fetch her coffee all weekend. That would be my dream. Uh, I, I'm considered a like a special guest, but um, I'm not on any panels. I'm like, well, I'm a, I, I feel like I was uh, like a little bit of a last minute addition because I'll, I was like, all right, well, let me know if you want me to speak on anything about cancel culture or comedy or woke ruining comedy. And they're like, well, all of our um, speaking and like our speaking spots are all full. But I was like, OK, can I get a press? So I'm working on getting a press pass so I can live stream the event and take interviews and just kind of you know, like live stream around and, and show people what it's like. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I'm going to be 22 weeks pregnant (laughs) next, uh, next weekend. So the biggest challenge is just finding something that fits uh, (laughs) like pants that will shut. Cause I just saw you Jasmine in LA in September and I, nothing was showing yet. And it's like, uh, things are showing now. Things are happening. 
What, you were pregnant then? Mm-hmm. I just wasn't telling anybody no because it was so it was so new. Jasmine, I found out I was pregnant and then two, three days later I had to get on a plane to LA. So I was I didn't have time to go to the doctor or anything. I just I remember I took I took a pregnancy test like the last week of August. It was it was positive. I thought this is this is obviously fake news. This is a fake positive. The line was so faint. I was like, eh, I threw it away. Didn't tell anybody. And then I was late in an, another week. So I took a test the next week, September 1st. And then I was like, and then I took four tests because I was like, all right, it's still not here. I'm three weeks late. And I took four tests and they were all positive, all in different ways. Like one said it in words, one said it in pluses. And I was like, well, uh, there might be something to this. And then I had no time to go to a doctor. I was like, I got to go to L.A. in two days. So Keanu Thompson, my opener and friend, was the only person that knew. And that's because she literally sniffed it out of me. Like she was like, you look different. Something's something's off. So you're glowing like something's going on. And then I wasn't drinking. And her and I uh, have been keeping White Claw in business for the last couple of years. And so it was a it was a big <laughs> red flag when I was not drinking the whole time I was in L.A. So she figured it out and I had no poker face. I was like, yes, but it's so, it's so, so early. I think I was only seven weeks at that time. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's great news though. Congratulations. That's awesome. It's crazy. Thank you. I, uh, I didn't do anything. I just laid there. Uh, <laughs> I just Frank laid did there. Everything. Frank did all the work. I just laid there. Uh, we, we weren't even really like, we weren't not trying, but we weren't like, trying trying it just happened so it was cool yeah that's usually how it happens I mean when you don't expect that you're not like wanting it or anything I have like a little I adopted a little boy oh he's all black and he's a cat so there oh. you go <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the like liberal thing where it's like oh let me go ahead and pretend to be a do-gooder and go pick out like the most underprivileged child out there and from some kind yeah. of foreign country, which is like bringing me to this whole thing on Twitter, Twitter, X. So Mark Wahlberg, I see this tweet yesterday about Mark Wahlberg saying, oh, all you Hollywood elitists need to just get out because you're ruining Hollywood. Do you think that was true that he actually said that? Because he moved to Vegas, I think, or like Nevada somewhere. Ooh, I didn't see that tweet, but Mark Wahlberg has a little bit, I, I don't see him as... 100% inside the Hollywood machine. I see him as someone who is trying to like do what they can to be a semi-independent. Like, of course he's using his contacts and the fan base he's built up <laughs> through his time in Hollywood, but I, he's always struck me as like, maybe he is a little based. Maybe he is a little like one of the good ones. So I could see it. I, I think a lot of uh, slowly, but surely more celebrities are starting to speak out a little bit, especially you have somebody like John Lovitz uh, saying the things we've all been saying for years <laughs> that late night comedy is too political and, and too heavily left leaning. But you have someone who's like an esteemed comic, an SNL veteran like John Lovitz saying it, someone who knows these guys, has worked with these guys. And, you know, maybe they'll take someone like Lovitz a bit more seriously than just the viewing public being sick of all this this BS. Yeah, it's getting really bad. It's gotten so beyond what right before you came on, I was on TikTok, of course, looking at things. I see libs of TikTok. There's a school. 
that has a vice principal that's dressing in drag. And he also hired a drag queen for a kindergarten class. Wow. You're never going to be promoted to president that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, maybe, well, maybe we, you are. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe that's the way things are going. He will be promoted. Yuck. And where yeah, is well, this in California? And this is no, I, you know, that's the thing. I was trying to find the school. They tagged it in TikTok, Libs of TikTok. And I messaged my friend. It's right here. It's um, W. The school is like WD underscore HSD or something. So oh, it's somewhere it else. WD40. And it was going to be like a mechanic school or something. That would be fun. I'm telling you, with kindergarten kids, at least they're learning how to use their hands for work. Speaking of work. You like, okay, you have your Chrissy Mayer show, you have Friday Night Tights. Um, then what else is there? There's the wet spot. This has become there's a full time thing for you. There's wet spot on Monday. It had to become a full time thing because I was fired from my day job uh, December of 21 because I wouldn't uh, take the thing. So they're like, well, we're going to consider you voluntarily resigned now. And then they couldn't get health insurance, couldn't get unemployment. So I was like, well, I, I guess I got to really step up everything else, more stand up, more podcasting, which I was happy to do, which was always the goal. And I'm grateful for it because it was just the thing that pushed me out of the nest because I was just kind of raised, you know, when you're like my parents paid for a college degree for me and I they kind of pounded it into my brain like don't ever not have a real a real job like don't ever not have health insurance so I really held on to uh I always had at least one or two jobs like the whole time I've been doing stand-up really up until the last two years so yeah so I've got uh Monday on compound media that's the wet spot show that's with um stand-up comics and adult film stars typically or like whoever's in town um and then friday is friday night tights on nerdrotics youtube channel sunday is simcast on my youtube channel and then i'll try to like smatter in one-on-one interviews on on my youtube channel throughout the week so it's been it's been fun and it's like it's i look back and i'm like how was i doing that commute like how was i commuting into the city every day like an hour and a half in hour and a half back working a full nine to five. And then I would like do comedy, do like a bunch of spots most nights. And then I'd be getting back like anywhere from 10 PM to 2 AM every night for years. I'm like, how was I doing that? It's like, like, I don't mean to say like, Oh, I'm old now. I could never do that again, but I'm happy (laughs) to only be doing that like once a week now. Yeah, it's like literally not feasible, I feel, also creatively, because you have different things that you do. I love Friday Night Tights because I love the skits. <laughs> I love everything oh, you've done. Oh, they're on fun. Thank they- you. I like that they allow me to be weird and do uh, funny little impressions there. So, and I need to do more of them. It's just, it's such a niche audience, like unless it's a character that they would know um, or that's very, very much trending. Yeah, I, I kind of like pick and choose like, all right, what, who would be a really good person, usually woman to impersonate right now? So it's been- well, I thought of you. There is a psycho <clears throat> from the Midwest who was at a meeting and there were a bunch of transgender people in the rotunda 
And she went in this whole crazy blast, trans lives matter. We want trans lives, trans lives matter. She was like crying and she's like, I'll Where fight was this? you. Yeah, I, I have it somewhere. So it was in one of those state capitals. It was in Minnesota or somewhere or somewhere in that area because she had the mid the accent. And it was about trans rights. And then you have other people there that are officials from the states. Like a few of them are like walking out because she's going full blast psycho about how she wants trans lives and how they matter. And she just started crying, but just chanting it. Oh, wow. I'm like, that would be perfect for Chrissy, actually, because she has the same sort of accent. Ooh, uh, not that you're crazy. Put on, I could put on a Midwest accent for sure. And I could definitely tap into the unhinged uh, former leftist part of myself. Definitely. I could tap into that. <laughs> and speaking of which, I watched part of the debate last night. I didn't want to. Ooh, what do you I haven't seen any of them. Right. <laughs> I- wait for people to recap on Twitter. I like wait for the highlight videos to come out. Well, they bash Nikki Haley, but Vivek. What is, is he? Okay, so, so Vivek, uh, no, it's so yeah. I heard DeSantis and Nikki Haley are in the top two spots. Like they're the, supposedly the next two in line or they did the best. Vivek saying all the right stuff. But let's not forget, he also took a Soros scholarship years ago, too. Ooh, can we trust him? I mean, isn't every politician to get to that point, like, uh, compromised in some way? Is that very, is that too black pill to have that opinion? Well, he says all the right things. It's like almost too perfect, like he could be in Obama 2.0 is what everyone's saying. Hmm. Right, because he's... He's brown and he's confident and he's slim, but he doesn't have a trans wife. That's the only difference. (laughs) I know. Like, tell me anywhere on the Internet, like I could find a photo of Michael Obama pregnant and there's nothing. But you see photos of him with a younger guy that looks like Michelle or Michael Obama walking around a college campus. And people are saying that that was uh, the wife back then. Hmm. It's interesting that you bring up Vivek because I go back and forth like, yes, okay, if he received the Soros money, that's not a good sign. But then you'll hear sound bites where he'll say something to the effect of like, I'm the only one in this room who can stand up here and say that January 6th was an inside job. And it's like, okay, I want to give him credit for saying that, for like saying the honest thing. Yeah, it's it's the truth. I mean, and more and more things are coming out about that. Plus, you were there in person, you know, when the shit hit the fan, which is a big deal. Like, I'm I'm, I'm slightly jealous of you because I was watching it from afar. And you see Nancy Pelosi getting up like she has a smirk on her face when someone says something like the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Then she gets up all smug and kind of like she strolls out eloquently, stumbles out, whatever. Like, she's not scared. Mm-hmm. No, because she like wasn't her daughter there shooting a documentary like just so happened to be there shooting a documentary when it all popped off like wow what a coincidence yeah I mean they're calling us conspiracy theorists but then there is a guy linked in with BLM that's arrest that was just arrested for being a part of the J six um, whatever you want to call it uh, inside job. Was he um, was he a Fed or was he? Uh, well, I mean, the 
I don't know how much about this you want to talk about, but the <laughs> it's just so far reaching the uh, the people who who are able to kind of get inside of various groups and affect change and make things happen and kind of cajole people to do certain things the day of. Yeah, I didn't know about the deep state until the last election. And my friend who's ex-military was like, yeah, well, no, Jasmine, there's really this thing as the deep state. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? So, you know, fast forward to where we are now. Hey, by the way, that deep state thing you told me. Yeah. Then you have Bill Gates buying up farmland now all over the place and trying to put ants together. What is it with the meat he's doing? I totally forgot. He he wants he's heavily been he's been heavily investing in lab grown meat, um, you know, meat substitutes for years. And uh, it is kind of a scary thing when you're like, OK, are you slowly just buying up all the land? Does that include the animals? And then you hear about how how farmers, especially in Europe and in the Netherlands, are, are really being screwed over. And now they're kind of they're protesting and fighting back. And it's like, yeah, these are the, these are the people who grow your food. Like you can't really it, it's it's very scary. It's it's something I never thought uh, the powers that be would try to mess with. And it's like it's not like steak and and gas and 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 fuel. You know what I mean? Like uh none of these rules are going to apply to those in power. They'll always be able to like get their stake. I think they're just probably going to make it. They would like to make it so expensive that only the one, the top 1% can even afford it. Yeah. That's why I'll just stick to going to a farmer's market. My father's side, they're Dutch. And I have a lot of family and friends there still that I speak to regarding. They all make you uh, do you guys split the bill? Do you guys all have to split the bill when you go out to eat together? Never. No. No. Okay. That's a great joke, though. Ah. <laughs> no, I would never. You, I, and I'm sure the producer watching it in this will agree. You're out with a guy. You're not splitting the bill. I don't give a fuck if you're gay. I'm not splitting the bill with you because you're in my company and you got to enjoy my whatever it is, my ambience, my yeah. brashness, my brashness or whatever. Um Getting back to the sixth, because I know I find it is one of the most fascinating things, you know, that you've, aside from your career and your comedy and your candidness about your stance on things, I'm so fascinated by January 6th. You don't understand. Like, it's the big deal. I almost wish I had seen more. I feel like I very much hung back and uh, it was very, like, chill from my perspective. And I... It just was like from from what I saw, just like a lot of people uh, hanging out, like a, almost like a field trip, like uh, hanging out outside the building in groups. Almost just looks like a like a big field trip got out. Like there were kids, there were families, there were dogs in costumes. There were people in costumes. There was people like sitting on the ground playing music. Um, and then they were really like just it was everybody kind of in the um like surrounding the building, I guess. I was only on one side. I didn't think to like walk around the whole building, but just there had to have been a million people there. Like there's no way there wasn't. And then everybody, it it was really like two days. It was the night before there were some speakers. uh, And then like the morning of, I remember I went out with my friend, wrist flex. We're like, we're going to get there super early. We're going to get right in the front. Like we're going to see Trump. And then as we, we got out there at eight and we were still all the way in the back. And it was just like, 
So if you're looking for the safest and coolest way to bet online and the most variety, of course, of games and like almost anything you could bet on, stop by betonline.ag because I guarantee you there is something for everyone. People, as far as the eye could see, I was doing like 180s, on, 360s on my with my camera. I put it up on this selfie stick and I would just spin it around. And there was people from every angle as far as the eye could see. And it was like one of the most incredible things to be there for because you felt like wow we're really like coming together as a country like look at all these people who give a shit about our country and uh who still have hope it was very inspiring and then like listening to the few speakers and then everyone's like all right i guess we're gonna like march to the capitol now that was part of this plan on this pamphlet and um it just it took a long time for for uh me and my friend to kind of realize that like things had gone south and like just from our perspective, it was like, oh, there's just a lot of people hanging out outside. Like, we didn't really realize that people were going inside. And I was like, why would people be going inside? Like, what's there to do on the inside? Even when I saw people like scaling one of the walls, I was like, why would, are they just doing that because it's fun? Like, they just want to get a better picture? Like, I mean, like, it took me a long time to be like, why, what's the point of going inside the building? Like, we're. Uh, cause I just didn't realize like what was going on, like what proceedings were going on, which is probably like a little naive. And then I eventually learned, I eventually figured it out. Um, but it was cool. It just felt like, uh, as it's unfolding, you're like, wow, this feels like a historical event, but it didn't feel like a, a horrible historical event. It just felt like a lot of people coming together, ex- expressing their like love and concern for the country. Yeah, it was a very um, concerning day. And it's, I think every day we wake up, we just realize, okay, this has to count this time. Like this time around, this election matters, you know, because we can't keep going on like this and having all these crooked, um, crooked mail-in ballots. When I worked at the last, uh, what was it, the primaries? No, I didn't work. I worked at the midterms and I was fired the second day because if the rule is, if you have a mail-in ballot you have to bring it with you and hand it over to us and we have to destroy it. Now, Mm. if you said that you don't have your ID, you get a provisional ballot. I call them out for giving people without IDs provisional ballots. I mean, uh, regular ballots. Then there was a man who didn't speak English and didn't have his ID and I threw him out. So they fired me after that. I'm like, okay, fine. I see what you people are doing. Yeah, poor Jasmine. She got fired from it. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time. Um, but that brings me to this whole, with SimCast, how did that whole concept come up? Cause it was interesting when I was there, you had a mixture of different people, which was cool. And everyone was so much fun. That Star Wars girl. Um, uh, then there was the other girl, Anna, was her, uh, Nina? Nina, um, yeah. Nina Infinity. Yeah. That, that show that you came out to, that stand-up show that you came out to in LA was very unique because that was the first time I'd ever met Nina Infinity in person. Like oh. she came out, she lives in Cancun. She's from Canada originally, but she moved to Cancun, I think at the beginning of the pandemic because Canada was Canada and uh, she had just come out. She arranged it with Anna who lives out there in California. And that was, and she came out and surprised me and Lila, who she had done a bunch of live streams with, you know, over the last I guess, like year or two, it seems. So that was very cool. It was like just such a great show. And like you being there too, it's always so much fun when you have a bunch of friends come out. It's like, cause standup is such a, a solo sport sometimes. Um, 
and, and as you get older, you feel like it's it's hard to just have good friends in general. So that was a really special moment to see like so many of my like my girlfriends hanging out together. It was just a great show all around. And you've got to be very creative to stay up on those jokes. What would you say the formula is to your jokes? Not that you there, want to pull the curtain all the way back. but yeah. I don't think I have a formula. I think I try to do some combination of like, just say the true thing. Like, what do I feel like needs to be just said right now at this point in time? Um, I always get personal. I always go into my life. It would be impossible for me to like, uh, that's, that, that's why that show is difficult. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I can't even mention that. I just found out I'm pregnant and like, who knows if it'll take, you know, all these feelings that are going through your mind. But I'm, I always throw in something personal. Like the set I did this past weekend in Tampa, it's like a, it was like almost dare I say wholesome. Cause I'm talking about like being engaged and being married, then the planning a wedding, then like being pregnant. And I'm like, I have, wow, I have pregnant jokes now. And it's like, I just remember when my a, a lot of my set was just about dating. So, but I'm still me. I still have the same take on things, same sense of humor. Um, and then, yeah, I can, I can go a little bit. Like I have some jokes about like Trump and the current, all the, all the different presidential candidates that are running right now and just kind of like the state of things. But I enjoy most just playing with the crowd and doing crowd work and learning about them and what are their jobs and how do they meet their significant other and, just talking to the crowd, there are so many nuggets. There's so much gold to to mine within the people that come to the show because there's there's just so many funny moments. Like, and it doesn't take take much effort to see what's funny about the people sitting in front of you. I was in the nerd section, by the way, by the simp cast. Oh, they were so there, funny. That was an interesting <gasps> crowd in LA because I forgot. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of animators in this crowd. There's people who work for Disney, people who work for Pixar. Um, yeah, all sorts of nerd jobs. And I was like, this is this is neat. Why did you call it Simpcast? Or is there some other because I was trying to look up the history of Simpcast, but all <laughs> I could see was with the photos. What what's that all about? Um it was just a funny name. It was like it's kind of like an ironic because everyone's heard the term simp before. And I just thought, okay, like why not an all girl panel podcast show and like just call it simcast like sort of with like a tongue tongue in cheek not not you know and I, it kind of just like yeah most of my girlfriends are very good looking like the, the, there's just something kind of funny about calling a, a show simcast and, and the, most people at this point like get that it's kind of a joke but every once in a while i'll see a comment like oh I'm not a simp. I, like someone will be really upset in the comments. Like I'm not watching this cause I'm not a simp. And it's like, Oh <laughs> buddy, please. And it was, it just started as a one-off show that I, I thought I would maybe do it once every couple of months. And then I lost my job and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try and do this every week if I can. And it just stuck. And it's kind of the most reliably regular on schedule show that I do. Uh, which is a big part of growing online. It's just like staying regular. Well, I'm, this is so embarrassing, but I learned a lot from you. Um, I had my very first live stream with a glitch. There was no Ooh, do tell. <laughs> oh God, it was so embarrassing. Chrissy, the producer was just kind of standing by off to the side, letting me do my thing. And I kept pushing it and pushing it. There was no sound. People couldn't hear me. I looked like a total psycho. 
Uh, no sound again. You so I had start, to get my. You phone. just start pretending to sign language, like you're, like you're just like. <laughs> oh, this is fine. I'm, I'm interpreting myself. Yeah. Yeah. So next week it will be better, but it's like a whole thing. But all of your stuff inspired me because when I was when I first met you, you said the one thing I didn't know how to take it until I went to Groundlings. Well, you don't look like the kind of girl that just improv or graduated from a school because they're so like serious and they're too they're so it's like they have a stick up their ass or something there's a lot it's of weird. you think of typical improv people and i did it for five years yeah. and i and i did it at the ucb theater in new york and also the magnet theater in new york it's it's a lot of theater kids it's a lot of people that would literally kill someone to get on SNL. And then there's like Joe from accounting who's working on his uh, public speaking skills. Or it's uh, Randy fresh out of a divorce trying to meet women in their 20s with low standards. Like that, those are really the, the four types of improv <laughs> students you'll get. Well, at Second City, when we had in-person classes, that's like when I graduated through the grad review, we were still in person. They had drop-in classes every Wednesday. Let me tell you, there was the creepy old white guy with the fedora. Then there was oh, the short- always yeah. the statement hat. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Touching girls' asses and like writing stuff down. Ew. And then, oh, I, I, I said something. And normally I wouldn't say anything, but he was old. He wasn't cute. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You gotta be cute. You can't try right. any of these tricks if you're not cute. Dude, for real. Then there was a guy who was the ball that can't get late to save my life. So all the dick jokes at like open mic, that guy. Oh, the try hard type. Okay. Totally horrible. Then the girl that wants to be on like some kind of stupid show on TV, like some little mm -hmm. ABC or Warner Brothers show. And that's all you're ever probably going to do in your life. Um, it's just that weird mixture, but it wasn't people who were there to improve on their acting skills. Cause I took it strictly for acting to, you know, jump ahead yeah. or think on how you could make a scene better. Um, but I totally understood after groundlings what you meant. I'm like, Oh, I see. And when I look at your Twitter, by the way, you really are genuinely funny. Like I just look at oh, some things you post you. back at people. Someone insulted you. You're like, yeah, I don't think you can swim. You don't look like it. Then I see all the videos of smash and grabs and the way to stop a smash and grab, by the way, if you're a small store owner, put books in the front of the store, put books uh, or vegetables or yeah. vegetables um, or just regular bottled water. Well, no, we don't want to give them energy to, to smash and grab more, put healthy shit in the front, put like books, put, put something, put shampoo, put bath soap. Cause these people will not respond to that that way. They're not eager to jump up and like grab healthy things for them uh, without sounding too or terrible. Or make like the whole th front half of the store like super trans and super gay and be like, well, this is uh, this is all you have to take. Go for it. Yeah, but then the trans, then those people, some of them, the sickos are going to come storming in like the trans people if they want like trans shit like shoes or like makeup or clothing i'm convinced the trans stuff that they've made like uh, at, at target or, or wherever they they're not making it thinking it'll actually sell like i i don't think people are really buying this stuff they're making it to up their esg score and to and to look a certain way and to trend on social media and be like oh look we have a handicapped black santa this year like oh look we have a tuck friendly bathing suit and it's like these items are never going to sell out you're going to see them in tj maxx next year uh but they're just they just produce this stuff for for brownie points 
Yeah, but it's for such a small, um, it's for a very small demographic of, demographic of people, I feel. Because a friend of mine writes for different TV shows, middle-aged white men, very talented. His agent was pitching him at Hulu for a bunch of different shows. Hulu calls the agent, stop sending us white middle-aged men. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, isn't that discrimination? So sue us. We don't give a fuck. They sued and they won. Oh, wow. That's great. That sounds a lot like what I heard from, do you know who Tyler Fisher is? Yes. He was just, he was, he was in the Daily Wire Terror on the Prairie and he was in the Daily Wire Lady Ballers that just came out and that he'll say all the time, like his agent was straight up saying to him, like, sorry, I can't, I can't get you any work. You're a straight white male. And, and like, he just had to accept that, I guess. And, uh, but he's doing great now. Yeah. I know you had your little incident not too long ago with being, not getting canceled, but a big backlash. Tell us a little bit about that, because I think that opened the doors for you onto Newsmap. Which one? Which time? Oh, my trans. Not when you were in Target. I remember when you were in Target and you had the little, the, the tuck hide. That was, it's just disgusting. The, the, the kid the, the, for the bathing suit. The, for the kids. friendly bathing suit. Yes. Um, I think what you're referring to is, yeah, I was in Dallas back in May and yes. uh, I, I was riffing about Dylan Mulvaney because we were joking the whole tour that my opener Keanu looks like Dylan Mulvaney. I said, oh, because we had just come from a week in Vegas and I was like, oh, we were walking <laughs> along the strip and people kept asking Keanu what day of girlhood she was on. And this was before, I mean, like now I think Dylan Mulvaney is, everyone's extremely like 200% tired of her, him, whatever. Uh, And (laughs) so, but we were joking about it. And then someone in the crowd, I was like, well, I was like, how come it's been a year of girlhood for Dylan and and no tits yet? I was like, this is, I mean, I'm like, if if he's really trying to pass, he's got all the money and time in the world. Why not just pop a couple boobs in there and you'll really convince people that you're in it for the long haul, which I don't think he is. And someone in the crowd yelled out, because he's a man. I'm like, yeah, because he's a man. Then I had the the blue-haired land whales being like, no, <laughs> she's a woman. Like, couldn't have, almost as if I had paid these people to come in and say that. Like, they said the most perfect thing. They were right in view of my camera. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe. And, like, my heart's beating so fast because I'm like, oh, I hate conflict. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can handle it on stage because I have a microphone and I usually have something funny to say. But... I, part of me is like, are these uh, rhinos going to storm the stage? Are they going to throw something at me? Are they going to throw tater tots at me? Are they going to, uh, you know, leave without paying their tab? I could trash my merch table. I mean, they ended up pushing my shirts off my table. I had to refold them. But um, yeah, they complained to the to the manager. But I just was like, as they said, because she's, oh, she's a woman. She's a woman. I said, it's okay. Everybody calm down. This is America. We can have different feelings on and thoughts. Like some of us can believe in reality and some of us can't. And like that, I'm just saying true things. But it gets, it got a big reaction. And um I got home from that Texas trip and I posted that little clip and it really blew up. I wasn't expecting it to at all. And then got into Fox and Daily Mail and the New York Post, like all my favorites, you know. So I was it was it was such a thrill. And I don't feel like I'm up there doing or saying anything that crazy, but I think it just speaks to the lack of anybody or any comic really talking about these issues. And that's why I think it stood out to a lot of people. 
Yeah. And you have these fourth wave feminists, you know, where are they when they're crying for women's rights? You have a biological man who's claiming he's trans yet. I don't think he had his dick cut off yet. Um, you know, going right. out he's there. He's just a dude with some facial feminization surgery. He's just a dude with a tight face. That's why I was like, I'd be like, Dylan, tomorrow could be like, I'm done. Bye. And it's like, guess what? He's still got his equipment. He's not you know all in. He gets paid, paid $60,000 to go to women's, to go to universities and speak to, speak about women, like women's rights, women in this, women in that. It's like, you're not even a fucking wow. woman. Someone needs to what? take Dylan Mulvaney, cut his dick off. And put some tits in him and give him hormone therapy, like shove it down his throat. Then you can go ahead and identify as a trans woman, even though you are nothing more than a sick man. I think yeah. the most recent college he tried to speak at, it might have been UPenn. There was like nobody there. It was like, it was the room was maybe a, a fourth or the, a third of the way full. And it was. And, and I always know that feeling like, ah, oh, they just set up too many chairs. They screwed you, Dylan, you know, but it looks bad. It was, and, and Tim Poole brought up kind of a good point. Like maybe Dylan is just 100% an algorithmic creation. Maybe everyone who follows him is kind of just like watching a circus freak show. Maybe they're not like actually saying, oh, wow. So stunning and brave. Maybe they're like, Ooh, like pointing and laughing and, uh, you cut on one hand you kind of feel bad for him but on the other hand you're like no you look at how dylan behaved you know before the transition he was just an actor and again he's like an actor doing a role whether that includes hormone surgeries he's doing whatever just like an actor who gains a lot of weight for a role i think dylan is uh, just but this is this is what he needed to do to get super famous this is what stuck so he went with it and now it's like it's taking us, I think, a serious toll on on his identity. I think he's having a bit of a crisis right now. But he was never really a, a super mentally stable person to begin with. So, so nowadays it's really questionable about where our meat is coming from with people like Bill Gates and everyone else screwing up our farm produce. So I decided to try my freeze-dried beef because it's the freshest beef ever at freedomfirstbeef.com. If you go to freedomfirstbeef.com, they have freeze-dried 100% organic beef and put in the code JASMINE, J-A-S-M-I-N, for 15% off. Well, it's like the movie Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman then Victor Victoria, and I've watched Tootsie a million times. It's the same thing. I don't think Mrs. he's that clever. Hello! Yeah. Nobody did it better than Robin. <laughs> Exactly. And nobody gets it. Like he, he just replica Tootsie, but in like a different, like the low rent version of Tootsie. You know, I, I've okay. seen it too many times, I think, to like not. I've never seen out. Tootsie. It's kind of <gasps> embarrassing. It's a, it's a classic. I know. I know. I Victor Victoria is another classic. It's Julie Andrews pretending to be a man to get Ooh. something in a play. I mean, theater people are weird. We're all weird. But that is what I think of when I see Dylan. And I'm, again, I keep thinking of you at Turning Point USA meeting Roseanne Barr. And that's a dream because I actually Aww. almost had a legal brush in with her ex who, and you get these celebrities, I'm going to get Trump. I'm going to take down Trump. They look like angry fucking people who do not get laid, angry people who do not go and live life and go eat and drink and like do things. They just look like angry people. You want to move out of this country? Be my guest. Get out. Yeah. Go to like no Somalia. No stopping you. 
Go to Ukraine because yeah. I'm not stopping you. Go to Ukraine, go to Pakistan and just stay there and do not come back here because that is what I'd love to see. I mean, when they say they want to go, just go, please. But you're going to yeah, be next go. to Roseanne. Roseanne is a queen. She is. After I'm, what, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. And who, and a lot of people have been saying this, like who would have guessed that Roseanne would be more respected and look better than Madonna at this point in 2023. Like she's Madonna's on stage. There's a picture of her with like very obvious butt pads in her costume. Homegirl looked like she was wearing a diaper. I was like, it looks like someone needs to put Nana to sleep and give her her pills. It's just, she's very tired up there. And, uh, some, I guess some people don't know the meaning of like go out on top. Yeah, for reals. Like, if you want your butt that big, go get the implants. They do them in Miami for $10,000. Um, yeah, $10,500 there or in L.A. 7000 in Turkey. It just depends what they're working with. I've priced these out before. I wouldn't do it because I'd just be afraid of, like, falling or something and then... The butt implants are, are going out of style, though. The Kardashians have had theirs taken out. Um... I think they're they're becoming out of fashion. Yeah, the Kartrashians. The first time I saw Kim, this is years ago, before she had all her surgery, I didn't know who she was. I just knew she was with Paris Hilton that night. And I think I was drunk. I did tell her, you know, did anyone ever tell you your face looks like the inside of a used condom? I had no clue who she who? was. You to Kim Kardashian. Oh, no, you said it's Kim Kardashian? Yeah, this is before she had the surgery. But oh, I didn't know who she was. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just me. I don't care. I highly doubt we're going to see her at AmFest or any Charlie uh, Charlie Kirk thing. <laughs> I no. really doubt it. But what's interesting is you had Brandy Love on your show. You know Brandy was thrown out of a Turning Point USA event Yes, once. I had her on right after that happened. She came on my show and we talked about why that happened. And like, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think she should have been thrown out. She wasn't like hawking business cards. She wasn't like handing out coupon codes for her OnlyFans. And that's the thing is like, the people that recognized her, it's like, what does that say about them? Yeah. Clearly they're consuming porn. And uh, it's like, she... I, I just don't believe that you have to be a Christian conservative to be someone who is allowed to be on the right. I, I think that is uh, a, a kind of very sort of horse blindery aspect of the right wing is that uh, there's too many there's too much like gatekeeping to to just being part of the party, I guess, or to being a, uh, a you're not maybe like a conservative per se, but. You can have conservative financial social beliefs. And okay, so you also happen to sell pictures of your butthole. Maybe you're a sex worker, but it's like you're not hurting anybody and everything's consensual. Like, um, I just don't think it's fair to shame and condemn the women who work in these industries when it's like supply and, de and demand. Like, this is showbiz, baby. Like, this is uh, our, why don't you tell men to stop watching and consuming porn? That, that'll be a, a way to very quickly, you know, tap out the industry so and like okay even if you shame a woman into, into stopping there's always going to be 200 more starting the next day that are going to be ready to like step in their place so people are always always going to be into making easy money there's things that are easier for guys to make easy money at, and then there's 
stuff like OnlyFans and porn where it's going to be easier for women to make more money. It's just like, it's just the way things are. Yeah, it's kind of, it's weird because I always say they have to keep religion and these like weird things out of out of politics, like with the Republican Party specifically. It's my own party that I've been a fan of since I was like nine years old. But, you know, I... I go to these things. No one's ever said anything to me, um, only like once, but the guy recognized me from wrestling. Uh, yeah. When you start, you know, pulling people out of this whole thing and shaming them because of what they do for work, it splits, it splits apart the party and you get more people that aren't in support when we need to be out there with enough people voting the policies, except if the election right. is rigged or stolen, uh, which we hope doesn't happen this time. Was there any embarrassing moment you've had on a live stream like what was the worst glitch ever hmm. <laughs> i think and this is well documented it was my moment with stuttering john where his camera froze and i was too nervous to like tell him to fix it and then i i said like i called him a. I said well this is how the whole dabbler thing started i said like yeah like john i know you sort of like occasionally dabble and stand up and it like really hurt his feelings but his camera was frozen the whole time and he like got so pissed and <laughs> and then i and then he's like you do shows too right like he was so he couldn't handle the fact that i said he dabbled in stand up and then he's like you do shows right you're a comedian right and i was like yeah I, I dabble and he's like ah i think i'm still blocked from him on twitter oh. but we've sort of we've sort of made up i suppose and that was a couple of years ago but as far as like technical snafus no i mean i've definitely gotten my share of uh strikes on youtube and uh where i had to like not post anything for 30 days a couple of times that's happened so but technically nothing crazy yeah i was banned off instagram live I think it was for longer than I thought it would be because I said some things on Instagram live and someone complained. I thought I was being perfectly fine, though. Like, I didn't say anything too crazy. Uh, but, you know, people are people. And this is what's going to happen. People that can't stand you or are jealous are always going to look at what you're doing harder than anyone else. And this is going to sound crazy. Two things. First of all, how long have you been in the whole podcasting community? Total years with everything. Oh, gosh, I started my podcast. Well, if I start uh, when I started on Compound, I pitched that show June of 2019 and started the next month in July. And that was a, that's a one week, one time a week show. And then I started my YouTube podcast January of 2020 and then May of 2020 decided to go like multiple times a week. So really only a couple years. Mayor in the mornings as well. That's the other one. Um, if you guys want to have a cup of coffee and hang out with Chrissy in the mornings, which is it's a great thing to put on for your dogs when you leave the house. It's good to just have it on in the background. <laughs> and what would be your advice? This is such a generic question, but clearly I'm going to use some of what you say because I take you seriously in this respect and have a lot of. Um, I really like I respect everything you've done and. Obviously, there's a secret to what you're doing or not a secret, but just there's a formula. What would you say has contributed the most to your success aside from a great producer? Oh, like really, truly not giving a fuck, like not being afraid. Like every once in a while, I'll have a tweet and I'll show Frank or a friend and I'll be like, am I going to get canceled for this? And then I just like, ah, I can't not say it. And I just like 
push send and I feel invigorated. Um, just like, yeah, really never, never apologizing for a joke ever. Or don't apologize for an opinion. That's okay, the, yeah. That's probably the biggest advice. But I see you get involved with these arguments with these trolls online. I'm like, how does she do it? Because I just block <laughs> them because they're annoying after a while. It's like, go fuck yourself. That is the smart thing to do. I sometimes can't help myself. And I must <laughs> fight with somebody with 15 followers. And I'll step back and be like, what are you doing, Chrissy? <laughs> It's great, though, because I'll say when I first started a podcast, I didn't up my game until about like this podcast. I didn't up until about six months ago. And, you know, it's just after watching you on Sim after doing Simcast, but even prior to that, like when you were doing everything else, I'm like, you know what? She has a certain pattern to what she's doing. And clearly, like when I was on the wet spot, we talked about how you started this and you know why you started it. Even on my other show, we talked about why you started and how you just kept the consistency and bam, you know, here you are. And now you're going to one of the greatest events in the world. So in the I'll world? be wrestling that really? weekend. Ooh, it is, okay. you're gonna meet Mike Lindell. You're meeting the My Pillow guy, which is like the biggest deal in the world to me. That's still up there. You probably meet Trump or Trump Jr. Um, and you're gonna meet Roseanne. So, that's Love a great thing. Sense. Her creepy yeah. middle-aged white guy with his fucking, who looks unhealthy. I don't know if he's off his meds or if he was ever on them. He's like stalking me. Can you believe he was really? saying he met me on Stern in the 90s? I never met him on Stern. Then he bashed me for an hour on his podcast. Him and his co-host. I'm like, that, that creepy looking white guy he was, she was married to um, with the liver spots. John Goodman? Um, not good men. No, in real life. Um, oh, right. I'm thinking. He said he wants to get Trump. He was going after Trump specifically, and he's going to get him. Uh, Tom something or another. But yeah. So I've never been one to try energy drinks for too long because they're always really um, sugary. They amp you up. But I decided to try Tiger Life. That's T-I-G-E-R-L-Y-F-E. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with Joe Exotic. TigerLife.com. They have an amazing energy drink. Um, no sugar added. It's completely clean energy. It's made here in America. And they have a couple of really cool flavors. Um, it actually has cane sugar in it, which is pretty good, but zero sodium. So that means you will not get bloated. This definitely amps me up. Sometimes I do it when, I, um, when I'm about to do my live stream or if I just need a boost in the middle of the day. So Tiger Life, have some and make sure to put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N for free shipping. Yeah, I don't know, but he's really, it was just creepy. So I'm just like so glad she's away from him because she's so much better on her own. And I'm so glad she got canceled at one point. They canceled all her reruns. I mean, I don't know how far they'll go with people and canceling them for tr supporting Trump. And I don't get why people and like, what's the big deal with being a Republican in entertainment? Do you know what the problem really is? I don't. I think, oh yeah, Tom Arnold, right, right. I think that Hollywood is not compatible with being anything other than a leftist. So we're going to see a shift from people being canceled from Hollywood, which is what we were seeing. Now we're seeing like Hollywood being canceled from people, you know, you the writer, you the lockdown, you had the writer strike. You had like Disney with one failure after another. And then people <laughs> are just, people are rejecting Hollywood. Whereas, you know, pre pandemic, um, even like during the pandemic, Hollywood would be like, oh, we fired Gina Carano. We fired this person. We fired that person. Um, 
what was his name from Mumford and Sons, Winston Marshall got kicked out of his band essentially for liking an Andy Ngo book. And so I think we're going to slowly see this turn of people being like, yeah, we're just kind of over celebrities and we're over Hollywood and we'll find our entertainment on YouTube or through independent sources like the daily wire or the, or just elsewhere. And it's cool to see. I, I can definitely already start to see it happening. Documentaries are very big and I am, I've been watching mostly all of the shows from Europe because they're better made. You, they don't have you shoving, tra- they're not shoving trans shit and gay shit in people's faces or affirmative hires, I should say. They're hired because they have actual talent. Part of the sad strike, by the way, that people don't know is you had background actors pushing to get hair and makeup. Uh, they're pushing for trans affirmative care for actors that were trans while they're out of state traveling. These are the things that they did get, by the way. That's why the AI was not as protected as it should be because they give them all these meaningless things. Background actors, you're going to get AI'd anyway, so who gives a fuck? They now get $200 a day. Um, Then what was the other thing? Oh, if an actor travels out of state or out of the country, not that they should go out of the country because there are way better actors out there, um, then they get paid a whole relocation fee, not just your per diem and your hotel and airfare. So it was really minuscule things. Oh, now we have textured, special hair and makeup for textured hair. Oh. If you've gone to hair school, you'll know how to work with different hair textures. And then all these actresses, yeah, my hair was fried from the relaxer I was using. So then don't, don't do that. Go, go, go do something yeah. else. You know, but that is, you know, it is what it is. It's nothing you can do. Um, we don't have a guild in uh, podcasting. Actually, you know, they do put the podcast under SAG after now. So, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, you probably have a SAG card, though. I'm pretty sure you've done enough stuff. I don't know. You know? I don't know so I, I hope you get to perform some comedy at Amphast. I'm so excited. I'm going to be watching. They're doing. I don't think they're doing comedy there. I think they should. Um, I tried to get a gig close by at a, at a nearby club and it was just kind of too late, but yeah, maybe I can plant the seeds for something for next year that, cause there should definitely be comedy, uh, alongside this event. You and Roseanne, that's what, uh, that is yes. my dream is like you and Roseanne doing a comedy set and you could be like, uh, that movie Chicago, like the two femme fatales around the country with their show. Yes. Uh, that's my goal too. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to have her fall in love with me. That's the the goal. Uh, Yeah, well, whoever doesn't is an idiot. (laughs) So give us your socials really quick, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everything Chrissy Mayer, C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-M-A-Y-R. My Instagram is Chrissy Mayer Pod, but YouTube, Twitter, that's all Chrissy Mayer. uh, ChrissyMayer.com for stand-up tickets. And yes, CompoundMedia.com, where you can watch me Mondays hosting The Wet Spot at 7 p.m. And Fridays, I'm on Nerdrotics YouTube channel doing Friday Night Tights at 4 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I'll be in San Diego January 5th and 6th headlining the Mic Drop Comedy Club. So you guys can come out to that. Or if you're in Texas, I'll be in Dallas uh, Thursday, January 25th, headlining Hyenas in Dallas. And if you're in Jersey, Tickets are not available yet, but Saturday, February 24th, I'll be headlining in Morse Plains at Tiff's Ale House. So keep your eyes peeled for those tickets. Where in Jersey again? I'm sorry. Morris Plains. 
I'm wrestling that weekend in Jersey, I think. So, or Friday or Saturday, Ooh. I'll figure it out. But I, I'll probably, I'll, I'll see you again, whether it's New York, whether it's mm. traveling, doing comedy. So anyone heading out to Amfest, make sure to stop by and say hi to Chrissy. Trust me, you will not regret it. And if you're not going to Amfest, get tickets and go and see Chrissy and see all these great, amazing people. Trump Jr. is going to be there. Roseanne Barr is going to be there. The My Pillow guy is going to be there. Ooh, he has the best towels on flannel sheets, by the way. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I've heard. I've heard he does. Yeah. I just want to like like squeeze his little blue eyes because they're so pretty uh but anyway i'll tell him you said that he wants she she wants to squeeze your eyes i want a discount code for his stuff is what i want um i think i scared the my pillow guy already on social media a while back but anyway thank you so much for joining us have fun at amfest i'm so excited yes thank you jasmine i will i will update you i will send you live texts and photos if I get a dick pic from uh, the My Pillow guy, I'll, you'll be the first person I send it to. <laughs> then we'll tag him in it. If you, I know you're going to get yeah. a photo with Mike Lindell, and I'm going to end up getting that text that everyone always sends me. Lila Hart sent me one. Everyone I know has oh. one, except me. Oh, yeah, I've never met him yet either. Have fun. It's a fight to